and uh, thank you for making time with us uh, to fellowship and also to worship the living God. Today I want to continue with last week's uh, sermon about discerning the voice of God. You know, God has always had a relationship and desire to have a relationship with his creation. And there are um, many, many things that we can see with our eyes. There are several um, portions of scripture that makes it very clear that God desires to have a relationship with us. And one of the scriptures that really proves this or affirms this is what I want to share with you today from Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through to verse 4. I will uh, ask the scripture to be read to us later so that I will come back again and be able to help us understand what the importance of this passage means and how it relates to other portions of scripture. But I just want you to understand that God does want to speak to you. God wants to continue to relate to us and continue to minister to us. He wants there to be a communication between us and him. So as we uh, hear this uh, message, I want to remind you also about the uh, main points that I emphasized on last week. When God comes to us or speaks to us, he reveals himself to us in many and various ways. But we do also have self that speaks to us. Our self can make us do things, the desires that the body, the flesh needs or wants can make us think that it is God who is speaking to us. Man and human beings in general, the media, Society can speak to us in many, in many and various ways. Our very close friends who may or may not be uh, believers in Christ may be used by the enemy to speak to us. Or God can use believers who are, are close to us also to speak to us. We also know that um, Satan and his demons, false angels, can speak to us in many and various ways as well. But the main voice that I am very particular about through this series is how we can discern and know clearly that this is God who is speaking. So let's bow our heads and let me pray and I will invite the scriptures to be read. And then I will give us additional points that will help us understand and clearly know that God is the one who is ministering or speaking to us in our current situation that we find ourselves. Father, in Jesus' name, I invite you into this service. I invite you into the homes and the hearts of all who are listening. I invite you into um, our plans, our desires. I invite you into my own life, oh God, to minister to my heart, oh God, and help me to know that you are the one speaking. Help me discern clearly uh, between the voice of God and the voices, other voices that are ministering and trying to speak to me I pray in Jesus' name, O oh God, as your children hear this word, Father, may you speak to us, O oh God, and help us to know the mind and the heart of God. I want to thank you, Lord, and pray that your glory will be revealed today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have the Bible read to us at this time. Hi, everybody. Today I'll be reading from Hebrews 1, 1 to 4, God's final word, His Son. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. 
But in these last days he has spoken to us by his son, who he has appointed heir of all things, and through him also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited and superior to theirs. Thank you so much for um, reading this passage. You know, the book of Hebrews is one of those books that was written to the people of um, God, mainly Jewish believers. And these Jewish believers had come to know Jesus. And as they were growing in their faith, somehow it became, uh, they came to a point where they became very stagnant about growing in, in Christ. And um, I think that is not a very a new thing to us today. Most of us have grown in our work with God, but we become more stagnant in our work with God. So these words were written specifically first to them to try and help them understand where they are in, in their spiritual work with God and also to help them understand who Jesus is. The priesthood of Christ is one of the things that you will uh, see in this passage. But they also needed to be reminded about how God um, continues to show his presence in their lives. So in today's passage, we are clearly told that the Hebrew believers were reminded that God is still alive and God continues to speak to his children. God continues to uh, reveal himself to us just as he revealed himself to the people of old, the men and women who we read about in the Bible. God continues to speak to you and he speaks to me. And he speaks to us in many and, and various ways. And those are the things that can help us clearly determine and um, distinguish between uh, God's voice and the voice of the enemy, the voice of self, the voice of the devil and his demons, the voice of man that do not come from God. In our previous message, I was very clear to bring us the clear understanding that God's voice will bring us peace. It's a peace that the world cannot offer. The voice of God will honor him. So if God is speaking to you, whatever God is saying will bring glory to him. So if somebody comes to you and is presenting a message that seems as if it is coming from God and that message does not bring glory to uh, Jesus, then you need to reject that. It means that that is not of the Lord. If I am preaching to you and my motives, my understanding, my, my message is drawing you to me, uh, the human being, the pastor uh, called by God, if I'm, if I'm seeking glory for myself, please clearly understand that that is not a message from the Lord. That is the devil speaking. That is a message of self and pride is not of God. The Bible says that pride, God will always rebuke. So whenever I, you hear people who are speaking in the name of the Lord and seeking the glory, drawing the attention to themselves, then you clearly should understand that that is not God who is speaking. God's voice does not bring fear. God's, God's voice brings liberation and it doesn't uh, put us into bondage. The voice of God brings an encouragement um, to positive things. 
Anything that is of a negative a spirit does not come from God. So if God's voice cannot be, uh, be uh, determined by this, what other ways can we uh, know clearly? How can we understand clearly that this is God who is speaking? Today, I want to uh, give you a few other uh, pointers so that will help you understand clearly that God is the one speaking. Number one, God's voice will be consistent with his word. I am very, very particular about this. The voice of God, the, the, the Bible has been twisted by so-called men and women of God. And we take the scripture and then we, we put it in, into our own context, a context that satisfies us and not the context that brings glory to God. But the Bible clearly tells us that the voices that speak to us, if it is a voice that speaks uh, from God, that voice will be consistent with the Bible. And I mean the total counsel of the Bible. I mean the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. Anything else that is being quoted outside this um, uh, Bible is not coming from God. God's voice is not centrally um, it's central to his, his word. It is very, very particular that his, uh, the message that he has spoken must, must um, coincide with any other message that we are hearing from, from outside. God does not change. And because of that, he will not uh, be a double-minded person. Whatever he speaks, he makes to happen or to be accomplished. The Bible says that his word will not come out of his word, uh, his mouth without accomplishing the purpose for which he has sent it. So remember this, God does not change. Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he remains the same and his word that he's given to us today remains firmly strong and that will not change and does not change. His counsel will not um, contradict itself. When God is giving us a counsel, he, he will not contradict what he is give, the counsel is giving to us to um, something else that is being said outside. God's Spirit will speak to us in a way that will apply um, to, to the counsel of the Word of God. So when God is speaking, he will bring a message that agrees with what the Bible is telling us. Um, um, so the, I want you to clearly hold very firmly to this truth that whenever you are hearing anything from outside, compare that to what the Bible is speaking. God's word is very clear and God is consistent with whatever uh, he says. He is not double-minded. He will not tell you to do something that is different from what he is um, the word of God is, is telling us truth that is in the word of God is very very central in every aspect of the message of God so um, if there is a situation in life that you may be dealing with let me use just a common example if you live in Canada um, we are in the in the months that we call the tax season so if somebody comes to you or you rise up one day and then you go, uh, you come to me as your pastor and you say that, you know what, God has spoken to you that this year you shouldn't pay any taxes. 
you know clearly that that is not from God. Because the Bible is very clear as to what God wants us to do in relation to our commitment to the government and our commitment to, uh, to the Lord. And Mark chapter 12, verse 17, Jesus uh, made this clear um, uh, teaching to his disciples. It says what? Give to Caesar what, to, what belongs to Caesar and give to God whatever belongs to God. So when you come out and you, come, you, you make this kind of affirmative statement that you feel that God is the one speaking to you and the word of God clearly speaks against this kind of um, attitude, then you know that it's not um, coming from the Lord. Let me, let me also remind you about an important uh, part of our human uh, life. Sex, for instance, is good, and, and sex, I would say, is great. Sex is something that the Bible talks about. But the Bible also clearly teaches us that sex outside of marriage is against the will of God. And we are reminded that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So if you come to me knowing that I am married, or if I come to you know, and you know clearly that uh, we don't have a relationship um, a union relationship in terms of marriage, and you are demanding sex, uh, sexual relationship from somebody that you are not married to, or you live in that situation, and and you want to uh, God's word to um, you quote God's word to affirm the, the thing that you are doing, you clearly know that that is against the will of God, and it does not bring honor to Him. Any relationship between a man and a woman that is outside of marriage in terms of sexual relationship is against what God teaches and that is wrong and we need to teach it and believe it and embrace it and live a holy life to the glory of God. God will not tell you to be emotionally attached to anybody else outside of your marital uh, relationship. So if you find yourself as a husband, as, a, as a, a wife, emotionally being attached to somebody else and that person is not your, your legally uh, married husband, then that is not coming from what that voice that is speaking to that emotional feeling. It's an emotional feeling that is coming from your fleshly desires and they do not come from the Lord. And we need to realize that whenever we find ourselves in a situation like that, we need to turn our hearts and seek holiness and, and seek to, to, to live our lives to honor God and to glorify him. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 8 um, to 9 is very clear that we are warned by the word of God not to seek to add or take anything outside the, the word of God in order to please ourselves. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. Wow, that is a serious statement from the word of God. So if I am preaching anything, I'm trying to add anything, if I'm trying to take away something from the word of God, just because I want my desires to be to be satisfied, then God, the word of God says that curse, uh, the curse of God is going to be upon me. As we have already said, so now 
I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel that other than what you accepted, let them be under the curse of God. May God have mercy on us who are trying as much as we can to prophesy, to speak about things of the present and the future, to speak about people whom God has committed into our hands. And we tell them that God has spoken to me. God told me to come and tell you that you are supposed to be my wife. You are supposed to be my husband. God told me to come and, and let you know that you are my future wife. Well, if I were you, the first question that I would ask is, okay, uh, thank you for uh, making this known to me, but God hasn't told me yet. So wait, I will call, I will wait for God's revelation about this um, a message that you are giving to me. And if God affirms it to me, then I will be able to um, hear uh, God clearly. Because God will not make you to go into a relationship with somebody that he has not affirmed to you about that particular individual or that particular relationship. So if I am speaking to you and mentioning clearly that God says, for me, I will always run and not stay to listen to the next thing that is coming. I remember a time when um, my wife was sick for about three years. And, and uh, I could remember very clearly men and women of God who knew us and were praying for us. And, and they came and told my wife that she should, her illness was as a result of sin. It was just because, just similar to what Job um, actually went through. So until she repented, God was not going to heal her. I was so mad about that. I knew my wife, and she was mad about it too. She knew that the illness was not because of any sickness, but God had a purpose for it. Most times we fail to see what God is saying because we've already have a preconceived ideas about people. So I'm able to stand in church because of my preconceived way of thinking and make a clamation that God spoke to me. God spoke to me about somebody or about one of you when clearly the Lord has not spoken because I am actually bringing a message that is coming from self and not from God. John 16 and verse 13 says, Jesus said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. God speaks and God will send his Holy Spirit to continue to minister to our hearts. Whenever God speaks, his message will always contradict the message uh, that man brings to us that is not coming from him. I want you to look at a, script, a scripture a passage um, in the book of Matthew chapter 16. And I want to make some two comparisons about a man of God who had both the flesh and the spirit speaking to him at the same time. And it is about Peter. 
Jesus had met with the disciples and asked them a very uh, important question. Who do men think that I am? Or what are, are you here in the world and the people around you saying about me? And um, each one of them, some said he was uh, John the Baptist. Others said he was Elijah. And then Peter comes up and Peter said uh, very clearly um, this me message that um, uh, really brought out something that is very, very, Jesus himself affirmed. So in uh, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 16, Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by the, by the flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Right uh, um, uh, after Peter had spoken, yes, Jesus affirmed clearly that the message that uh, Peter was uh, receiving did not come from him. Then soon after that, within that same period, um, Jesus began to teach the disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and he will suffer and be killed and be crucified um, and, be, and, be, and be tortured by men. And in verse 22 of Matthew chapter 16, we, we see this, um, the flesh showing up in Peter that clearly tells us that we can hear different voices that may seem to be coming from God. Peter took him aside after Jesus had said he was going to Jerusalem and he was going to suffer, he was going to be tortured, he was going to be killed. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God but merely human consents. Hallelujah. This is the flesh and this is the spirit speaking. Just before Peter was rebuked, he heard clearly from God. And yet when Jesus was preaching about going to uh, Jerusalem to fulfill the purpose for which he had come to the end, Peter took him to the side. Think about Peter taking his master to the side, just like sometimes we uh, can do to our spiritual leaders. If something is not pleasing us, we want to draw a message and bring a message to say that God is the one speaking. And God, uh, Jesus rebuked Peter for making this um, particular statement and he even called him Satan. He called Peter and the spirit that was in Peter, Jesus referred to him as the devil who was speaking. So today, as you are listening to this word of God, I want to challenge you and ask you very clearly, who is speaking to you? Who is bringing out the message that you are claiming to be coming from God? Who is, who is actually behind it? Is it your flesh? desires, something to please yourself, something to honor you, or to bring glory to God. Many, many people have, have, have spoken to me in many and various times, God has spoken to me to do this. One thing that I know is that if God is speaking, God will accomplish the purpose for which he has brought his word. If you want to hear God clearly, God's voice will challenge you, uh, your faith. The voice of God 
will not just come to us and everything will be easy for us. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we hear God, um, God's word, our faith is built up, our faith is strengthened, our faith is made strong. Faith means that you are trusting God and God is always in the process of deepening our faith. Faith that in us makes us believe in what God wants us to do. But our faith that is in us will always be challenged. The example of Abraham in the Bible is our uh, something to reflect on. He was challenged by God about his missionary calling. And when God called Abraham and asked him, leave at the place where you are, and I'm going to take you to a place where I am going to use you and increase your, your descendant and use you to accomplish my purpose. That was not an easy calling. It was a calling that challenged Abraham's faith. Today, God may be speaking to you. And, and the fact that you are hearing God clearly about a particular uh, um, message that may be difficult for you to believe and embrace, I do still want you to understand clearly that God is speaking and, and challenging your faith to make take a step that will glorify him. Do not resist it. Abraham's faith was challenged. And the second time, and when God had requested that he sacrifice his son um, Isaac for him, that was not an easy um, thing to receive from God. The very God who had given him that son was requesting that that son should be uh, given as a sacrifice. Your faith will be challenged when God is speaking. Your faith will be challenged to make most, to do things that will honor your God and your Father. Your faith will be challenged when trials and temptations come your way. When you are looking at something that has not honored God, when you are looking at a woman or a guy in a, in a wrong way, that is when your faith is being challenged. Will you honor God and, 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 and uh, seek to glorify him in your life? Proverbs 13 verse 20 says that he who walks with the wise will also grow wise, but the companion of fools will suffer him. When God is speaking, God's voice will find confirmation with godly counsel. Go to God's people, the people, the men and women of God who will give you the counsel. Do not try to make choices for people when it comes to um, them obtaining uh, counsel. Sometimes we hear uh, uh, um, we are close to individuals or friends and when they disclose their secrets to us, we take it to the men and women of God and tell them about that, especially and tell them to our pastors and the so-called prophets and prophetess. And then these individuals go there and then they stand on what we have told them to try to um, make these individuals guilty just because of what they have heard. Brethren, if God is speaking, God will also affirm whatever he is saying to a godly counsel. In other words, men and women of God will receive the similar excuse me, message from God and that will be declared and prophesied upon you. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 and 11 says that his intent was that now through the church, 
the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realm, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. If God is speaking, he will always confirm it with godly counsel of believers. If through believers question whatever that you and I are planning to do, if your um, uh, um, small group, the house fellowship that you go to, the very close believers that you have as your friend, if they question your actions, your decisions that you are making, then you must be clearly out of the will of God. Unless God says otherwise. When God is speaking, God's voice will produce godly fruits. You shall know them by their fruit, the Bible says. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 and 16 says, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruits you will recognize them. By the way they live, their action, the words that come out of their mouth, everything that they do will show and affirm that they belong to God or they do not belong to him. You will know them by their fruits. You will know them by the things that they do. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 through to 23 says clearly the fruit of the Holy Spirit are very, very evident. And they, are, and they are things that you will see in every dedicated child of God. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And the Bible says against such things there is no law. God's Spirit, if he lives in you, will produce things that reflect the character of God that is in you. So I want to encourage you, brethren, to clearly know and understand the difference between the voice of God and the voice of man. There are many other areas that God speaks to us. But for you to clearly be able to determine whether you are hearing God or you are hearing self, whether you are hearing the devil and his demons speaking to you, for you to be uh, to clearly understand if it is your uh, a man and the flesh that is speaking to you, the Bible clearly um, gives us a, a, a direction as to what to do. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty and uh, to twenty-two is what I want to leave with you as a tool that you should never forget when it comes to the time when you are, are battling to know whether it is God speaking or self or the devil or man or anything else that does not come from God. First Thessalonians 5, 20-22, do not treat prophecies with contempt. Respect prophecy. I want to encourage you and, and, and especially as a church, that we should be open to a genuine prophetic messages that come from God. Don't let any politician deceive you. Don't let any human ideologies deceive you because prophecy is something that God gives uh, clear messages of the, of the past, the present, and the future. And if God is speaking, he will declare the truth. He will give a prophetic message that affirms and agrees with his word. But test them. Test every spirit. It says, do not treat prophecies 
with contempt, but test them all, hold on to what is good, and reject every kind of evil, reject every kind of lies, reject every kind of deceit, reject anything that is coming from the flesh, and embrace what is coming from the spirit. Don't neglect prophecy in your midst. Let the prophets among us speak because God has a message. However, if God is not speaking, do not come and say that God is the one who is speaking. The Bible says that you man of God, if God gives a warning to God's people, to his men and his women, to the prophets and to the, to, the, to the men and women of God who are teachers and preachers of his word, to bring to his people and we fail to warn them, then God will hold us accountable for not preaching the truth. The Bible clearly says also that if the people refuse to listen and embrace this message, then God's judgment will come upon them. I am very concerned about the spirit that is speaking to you right now, the messages that you are hearing right now. I'm concerned about whatever that is going through our minds, our hearts, our spirit. Is it coming from God? You know what? When God speaks, he's clear. God's words will always bring glory to himself. And whatever message he's giving to you will be affirmed by the word of God. The message of God that God is revealing to you will not contradict his word. How I pray that this message will, will resonate in your heart, will settle with you and make you to be one that is not um, immature in your faith, but is strong and standing firm. Just remember that our scripture reading today says clearly, in these last days, God is still speaking. Are you hearing God clearly? Or you are hearing other voices that do not honor him? May God uh, continue to do his work in us and reveal himself to us so that we will desire his will and honor him in Jesus' name. Amen. My next um, couple of messages will uh, center around um, how we can determine clearly the voice of the devil and this you wouldn't want to miss but for the next couple of weeks um, another young man in our church will be bringing my son and um, will be bringing uh, the word of God to us and I pray that we will uh, be we'll open our hearts to receive and I pray also for God's anointing over his life as he continues to uh, live to glorify him we bow down with me as I pray Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for your word today. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you, God, for, for your uh, revelation of the truth to us. I ask that, Lord, the favor of God will continue to be manifested upon your children. Father, there are some who are struggling today about whether it is God speaking to them. Oh, God, I pray that you will affirm your word in their hearts. Oh God, and, and break them loose from the bondage of the enemy, oh God. Help us to discern clearly when you, God, is speaking. May we not uh, embrace anything that doesn't honor you. Be glorified, Lord, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Thank you, uh, members of Glorious Hope. Thank you, our media team, working hard behind the scene to always bring uh, this time of worship uh, to us. Thank you also for your financial support. I pray that you will just go to our website and then click on the uh, title app and continue to support the work of God. Without your, your, your giving, we are not able to do the things that we are, are able to do. So I want to thank you so much for supporting God's work. The Lord bless you. May he keep you and make his face to shine upon you. May his goodness continue to guide you in knowing what he, God has called you to, to be and to do for his own praise and honor. In Jesus' name, amen.